This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hi, my name is Riley Thomas, and I'm the SVP of Revenue at Built Technology. And today we're going to talk about the realities of construction risk. But before we start there, I want to talk about the current state of construction and banking move over into the irony of digitization. Everything's going digital today. So it's impacting banks and it's impacting the resources at those banks. So let's first start about talking about construction. Construction in general is about a $1.3 trillion market within the United States, of which about 800 million is made up from private debt, which is where the banks come in. Now, according to McKinsey, it's the second least digitized economic sector. And it's very, very slow to adapt to change. However, over time, the population continues to grow and more and more people need places to live and places to work. So how is construction changing and how is the banking environment interacting with those construction companies? We here at Built truly believe that banking is the lifeblood of construction. Many of these projects need to be financed with debt because they're long-term and hundreds of millions of dollars on the large end, or if you're generally just taking out a loan for your personal residence, you still require a bank to help facilitate that loan. From our perspective, it's really, really important to look at the way the economy is shaping up. We see a massive amount of urbanization where folks are moving to the urban core and they're actually renovating, you know, the Chip and Joanna effect. So what we've seen is as population continues to grow, you're starting to see a very favorable rate environment and crumbling in infrastructure, there's a need and a necessity for more construction. Now, if you look globally, there's a significant undersupply. Here's a simple fact. Over 1.1 million people are on local housing wait lists in England, yet only 49,000 affordable homes are delivered each year on average. The same thing is occurring in the United States as well. We have a vast undersupply of housing for the growth in the population. Now, let's talk about the realities of construction. Construction is really idiosyncratic to the local market. In our opinion, it's highly correlated to the overall health of your local economy, which means as bankers, you have to know exactly what's happening and have a pulse in order to underwrite the credit for those construction projects. Now, here's the thing. Technology is soon becoming an equalizer. It's able to help you see into those projects that were once opaque and now making it transparent. And from our perspective, there's a way to do it. But let's first talk about construction risk in general. There's pre-closing and post-closing construction risk. And it is impactful to a bank because of the capital charges that are enforced upon you. In our opinion, you need to pay specific attention to the contractor and the borrower risk associated with those loan types. And it's really hard to underwrite a contractor. You may be good at underwriting a borrower, but underwriting a contractor is very difficult. So let's talk about the general breakouts of construction and the risk associated with it. There's timing risk, there's payment risk, and there's funds risk. I'll talk about both for a second, all three for a second. In terms of timing. You're looking at labor and changes. It's really hard to build a house perfectly on the first time. So there's lots of changes that occur. And as a banker, you need to make sure that there's adequate funds to ensure that those changes can be made. There's also payment delays. 
um, in most states, there's statutory lien laws, which would withhold payment or withhold the bank from actually releasing the project if liens are in place. And then you want to make sure that there's enough money to finish the house or the project on time. And that's what we refer to as funds complete. Those are very, very important things as you look at construction risk. Now, it's very difficult to manage construction risk across geography, or if you have what are known as decentralized operations. Maybe you haven't centralized your construction loan administration group, and so you have different bankers or lenders um, performing different loan types in decentralized locations. It makes it really hard to keep track of those things. And then it's also very hard because most of the time this is done on um, siloed systems and spreadsheets. And from our perspective, it's important that you learn to centralize that and get it into a single source of truth. So I want to talk specifically about the multiple types of risk that are associated with construction loans. There's operational risk. Are spreadsheets being used? There's compliance risk. Are you following the policies and procedures of the bank? There's reputational risk. Hey, I'm the bank on this job and this job went bad. That's not good for the bank's overall brand as well as its recognition as a, as a quality provider. There's macro risk. Is the economy going to go up or down? And then there's project risk. So you can see there's lots of risk associated with these banks and with these construction loans. So how do we help it build? We take the process off of spreadsheets. We take the process into the cloud and we enable everybody involved in a construction loan to quickly and easily see what's happening. We refer to it as a single source of truth or one sheet of music. From that perspective, what, as I look at it, the irony of digitization though is you start to uncover a lot of hidden risk. So I challenge you to go into your construction loan departments and, and ask them how are they performing processes to truly understand what risks are there and what risks are associated with those projects. Now, before we leave, I wanna talk about the three A's of data and the three ways that we think about automating and, and improving the processes within our banking clients. The first is you need to be agile. The second is it needs to be accessible. And the third is it needs to be auditable. So as you look at those, you need to be able to reduce the variability caused by these multiple spreadsheets, and you need to adopt digital workflows at scale. And that's what we do here at Build. Thanks for your time today. I appreciate it. Thank you for listening to our podcasts. Whether you're a regular listener or a first-time listener, if you enjoy our podcasts, please provide a favorable rating on iTunes. Thank you.